0: Of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello, and welcome to the Active Worship Podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Uh, Today in the psalm project, we are at Psalm 52, another psalm of David. Uh, This psalm expresses confidence in the Lord like a psalm of trust would. It pronounces judgment on the wicked like a lament, and it also uses wisdom language. So we have a little bit of everything going on here. Um, The title, it is titled, To the Choir Master, A Mesquil of David. When Doeg, the Edomite, came and told Saul, David has come to the house of Ahimelech. And so, it is a short psalm. I will read it for you. There are several Selahs in this uh, psalm. Um, So, it is very short, and like I said, a lot here in these short nine verses. Let's go ahead and read this. Why do you boast of evil, O mighty man? The steadfast love of God endures all the day. Your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor, you worker of deceit. You love evil more than good, and lying more than speaking what is right. You love all words that devour, O deceitful tongue. But God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous shall see and fear. And shall laugh at him, saying, See the man who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches, and sought refuge in his own destruction. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because you have done it. I will wait for your name, for it is good in the presence of the godly. So, the title here, as I've mentioned, I'm a skill of David when Doeg, the Edomite, came and told Saul, David has come to the house of Ahimelech. The title refers to the event recorded in 1 Samuel 22, 6-23. through So this is a historical event that happened, and in effect, the title identifies Doeg with the boastful wicked man and David with the righteous, uh, righteous psalmist. But the psalm itself is not so specific and continues to be immediately relevant to the people of God. So it is not just for that situation, but for God's people as a whole. But he says, why do you boast of evil, O mighty man? This is referring to a soldier or a, ro- a warrior. In verse 4, he gives a um, a declaration here and And declares, he says, you love all words that devour, O O deceitful tongue. Uh, More exactly, devour, uh, confused. The wisdom literature consistently teaches that confusion is on the side of the wicked and order on the side of the righteous. Verse 6, the righteous shall see and fear. The word fear here, this this verb may seem strange as associated with laughter, but the meaning is not fear in the sense of dread, but rather of reverence and awe. The righteous shall see and fear. And I've discussed fear before. There are times in scripture when the word fear is used and it literally does mean fear, fear God, Um but this is referring to a reverence and an awe. The righteous see God's see the justice of God's judgment against the wicked. And so the righteous are not afraid of God's judgment because they are protected. They are saved. They are loved. They are under his care and in his mercy because they honor him. But they are in awe of the justice God exudes upon others. Verse 7, see that, this is what the righteous are saying, see the man who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and sought refuge in his own destruction. This man that it's speaking of is the opposite of everything the Psalms stand for. Throughout the Psalms, people are urged to make God their stronghold. And to put no trust in themselves. And God is the power behind his people in all their victories. In verse 8, the righteous man says he is like an olive tree. This is reminiscent of Psalm 1, if you remember the first psalm we looked at. Olive trees can live for hundreds of years. They are sturdy. And then in verse 9, I will thank you forever because you have done it. I will wait for your name, for it is good in the presence of the godly. The assurance of the psalmist here leads to praise in public worship. You see often in the psalms where the psalmist says, I led the people or I will lead the people. And that's often what happens when God changes someone's heart. They become someone who leads others in his praise and in his worship. And so this is an interesting psalm that really combines three types that we see here. We see um, judgment on the wicked like a lament. It's a psalm of trust, but it also has wisdom language. So there's a lot going on here. And uh, a psalm of David uh, really that pronounces judgment on the wicked, but it also praises God for his presence and his protection of his own people. So I've set this in a minor key uh, because of the thematic elements of God's justice upon the wicked, Um, sort of a warning to them. I mean, beginning in the first verse, the psalmist says, why do you boast of evil, O mighty man? And uh, so it is set in a minor key as a warning against the wicked, uh, but really is a song of hope for God's people. So here is Psalm 52. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship Podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.
1: I boast of wrong, Almighty oh Man. God's love endures all day. Your tongue plots evil, razor sharp. From truth it goes astray. You cherish evil more than good, and falsehood more than right. All devouring words Your tongue in lies delights Forever God will break you down Will seize you with His hand To tear you from your dwelling place Uproot you from the land The just will see and laugh and say He'd not make God his strength, but his abundant wealthy trust, his us gave him strength. But I within the house of God am like an olive tree, and in the steadfast love of God, my trust will always be. Forever I will give you thanks, what you have done proclaim. In presence of your godly ones, I'll wait on your good name.